This is the MT Sports Show, and we are back and back on basketball terms. Michigan defeating the Purdue Boilermakers by a score of 76 to 57. And you could say Michigan shot the ball pretty well tonight. That'd be an accurate statement. And nine three pointers at halftime. Nine. And they come out with the victory 76 to 57 behind Jordan Poole's one off his career high with 21. And um, they got some, you know, bench play in there too, but Purdue didn't, they didn't give up. They, didn't, they wouldn't go away. Uh, but Michigan definitely had to finish this game off and keep their starters in for most of the game. Um, Tyler, I'm not going to ask you for your take because um, this is when I ask you for your take. It's more of like, uh, what do you kind of really think of like what really happened? Um, well, I'm going to ask you this question. How dangerous do you think this Michigan team is right now? <clears throat> right now, I say they're very dangerous. Uh, you got a you got a bunch of you know young kids who are confident. You know, uh, especially Matthews and especially Matthews. You know, testing the NBA draft last year, and you know coming back and you know he's been shooting lights out. Um, and then you know Testy being really big. You know he's coming a long way. You know he's uh, defending the ball. Um, ball screens and all that, you know, getting the pick and roll going, and, you know, he's been very dominant. And then, you know, obviously, Iggy's been a big player as well uh, as a freshman. You know, he's – I don't know if he got 20 points in this game, but coming in, he was – he had, like, four straight games of 20 points or something. So, um, but I think they're very dangerous. You know, you got a team who's very elite on the defensive end that can defend anyone. And obviously, you know, if they're hitting – if they're hitting threes like they have been, then obviously, you know, it's going to be a hard team to put away. Well, they had an end up finishing with 12, but yeah, I uh, I agree with your sentiment. They, I mean, tonight they had, all, I think, all five starters almost scored in, in double figures besides for Charles Matthews. He had nine, so he's, I mean, basically, mm-hmm. he almost had all of the starters scoring double digits. But I think the biggest key is getting guys that are coming off the bench because um, this is not like a really, really deep, deep team like it was last year. Last year they had like a lot more, I guess you guys, guys that would probably come off the bench. Like you had, you know, Duncan Robs like off the bench and yeah. he would uh, fill it up. But um, it doesn't, we'll see if that, what happens with, with that when it comes later in the season. But um, I think uh, you have guys like Eli Brooks that he, he might be able to come off the bench and do something awesome. Or uh, Livers will come off the bench. So, um mm-hmm. Now it's just getting guys maybe outside of them, maybe one more guy that can um, come in and provide good minutes. But tonight, I didn't, I didn't think Michigan was going to win this game by double digits, just because it's you know Big Ten play and, and Purdue's a right. pretty well coached bunch. But um, I figured that Michigan would win tonight, um, and they did did win. And they played well, mm-hmm. really well, and they opened up the season. One and zero in conference play, and they remain undefeated with eight no vic, eight no resume right now. So, I would say, would who do you get? Do you think? Give me your top five teams in the country right now. And does Michigan? If Michigan falls in those top five, give me your top five um, teams in the country. Um, I, I do believe Michigan's in the top five. If I had to pick a top five right now, I would probably say uh, Gonzaga, Duke. Michigan, probably Kansas, and then uh, Virginia will be my top five. 
pretty good top five. I think that Gonzaga's playing on a really great level right now. They've got multiple scores, multiple scores, and they, um, yeah, so they're going to be tough to beat. Um, Duke has obviously got their team that you've all, all advertised to see. Um, Kansas, yeah. don't really know too much about them. I don't, they, you know, they, they've got some guys that can play, but they're definitely not like the Kansas of old. They don't have like a Devontae Graham or right. anything like that. So, um, yeah. But I think Michigan's the top five team. Virginia, I mean, I know they lost to UMBC last year, but they're 16 seed. But they're but, still, they're still a great defensive team, though. Yeah, they're probably yeah. the be- they're probably the second best defensive team in the country outside of uh, Michigan. Yes. What would you say? Yeah, I would say uh, I probably I probably would say one A and one B, honestly. Right, one or one A. Do they have Kyle? Close. I mean, Kyle guys. Still they got Kyle. Yep, he's still there, and you know Jack Salt and all that, and then uh, DeAndre Hunter or whatever. So I mean, they still got a a, a team, but they're they've always been elite on the defensive side. Right, and. Uh... They've always been like that, so it's not it's not a mm-hmm. surprising to see that they have that going for them. And uh, Tony Bennett's a great great coach. Yeah, he's at Virginia, so um, I got those are good top five right there. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see where this Michigan team goes because um, they they're playing like they're, they're playing at a level they usually are playing at like. I mean, not really ever because usually John Beeline's teams are not like they're not dominating and they're not right. they're not like they usually peak at a certain time kind of thing and it's not like it's it's and, mm-hmm. I was I was gonna say you know it's normally towards the towards the end of March and something you know going into the tournament and all that it's usually the second half of the season is when they start peaking yeah and if they do if they do peak it's like that you know they, they're playing really well and playing with each other and, and things of that nature um now they are playing right now they're just dominating teams and it's like not even mm-hmm. it's just we're it's the first December today so I mean um yeah. so be, mid-season form I would call it for Beeline's team but mm-hmm. they're they're just absolutely obliterating teams and it's and I don't know what to make of it because John Beeline's teams aren't usually, they don't usually come on to pull the right teams and just keep rolling. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to say, you know, two managers, like you said, uh, keep it going. Obviously, what they did against, obviously, against North Carolina, Villanova, the way they manhandled them. <laughs> yeah, they only let North Carolina score 67. They held them under 70. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they've not let a team score 70 points this year, I don't over, believe. Over 70. I don't... Yeah. Yep. And their, their highest <laughs> output was, I think, I believe North Carolina was uh, their highest. 67. Mm-hmm. Yeah. North Carolina was their highest output. But granted, that's um, South Carolina. You expect them to at least score, at least score all close to 70. But Michigan... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... If you remember last year against North Carolina, the way North Carolina ran Michigan out of, you know, Chapel Hill, the way they were hitting threes and, you know, dominating on the defense side. It was just kind of like North Carolina's taste of medicine. Exactly, yeah. And the thing about this team, they last year they didn't have a freshman 
playing no. like the level of Iggy. Iggy, mm-hmm. his last his last three games, not including this game, last three games before tonight, he had three straight 20-point games. 20, 20, mm-hmm. 24. It's 24 was his career high against North Carolina. He gets hit 24 against North Carolina. I know. That's, I mean, you're talking like a guy that's like a that's almost like a Kentucky freshman or a Duke freshman doing that kind of stuff. Not a Michigan freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't think that, I've ever seen. A, I don't think I've seen a freshman like him at Michigan. And I don't. I don't know. think so either. I yeah. mean, Mo was kind of close, but Mo was, you know, he was up and down. It, it just seems like you know with Iggy this year, you know, he just brings that energy. Like, even though he scored 12 points, you know, against Purdue and all that. But, you know, he was making – he had a couple threes, and, you know, he was he was energetic. Like, that whole team, to me, I feel like is, like, really energized and, you know, committed to playing defense. <clears throat> and the way – it's kind of like the way they play defense, not so much as they just play defense mm-hmm. really well. Um, it's the fact that – Everyone does it, and they they switch yeah. on ball ball screens. They they're switching on everything. They, they their perimeter defense is just phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see if it, it can continue for Michigan. Um, I mean, we're now we're in December, yeah. and they, they they got a pretty easy schedule coming up. They've got they're at Northwestern, reverse South Carolina. Um, Western Michigan Air Force, Birmingham, and then they play Penn State. They don't play Penn State till the third of January, so they got some pretty easy games coming up. And uh, even after that, it's not really doesn't really look like too of a daunting schedule until they get to maybe Wisconsin. They play Wisconsin at Wisconsin the nineteenth of January. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, Big Ten Big Ten play kind of starts to heat up after that for Michigan. Right. But they do face a couple like probably small challenges. You, you can't overlook any team. I think Michigan will get tested by a team this year that um, that you just don't, you didn't think it was going to happen. Like, they'll struggle against a team that, like, they're just not, Michigan's not shooting the ball wall or something. Because it happens every year to every team right. in the country. Yeah, it, just it does. It does. It, it happened a little bit, you know, start of the season for Michigan, where, you know, where they were kind of sluggish. But you know, they, they were, came, yeah. They came on the second half. Yeah, I mean, they came out in the second half and just dominated, and you know it was a good thing. You know, Michigan was not sluggish against you know a Villanova or a North Carolina, even Purdue. You know, they they came out and they were hitting on hitting on all cylinders. They didn't really even look back from the Villanova game or um, no. North Carolina game. They just kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it really weird that they're they're blowing teams out right now and. Not weird as like, I know it's weird that they're blowing teams out because they they stunk last season. No, it's weird that they're blowing teams out because you just don't see this from John Bielan's teams. Well, they're any teams. Oh, yeah, no. Not even the you Big Ten play or certain Big, Big Ten plays. So. Yeah, exactly. And there was times last year where they struggled to shoot the ball. And, you know, with the Beeline team, you know, they're like one of the tops in like you know time of possession. Like they don't they don't look at, they don't look to run out and all that. Like they they want to slow the pace down and run their sets and all that. But you know once they do run out, you know then they can hit. <clears throat> they look deadly when they run out with, with the talent that they have. Yeah, their defense was uh was really 
stingy. Their defense was really stingy tonight. Um, they just and Purdue's a little bit different team than they were last year, so um, yeah, give them yeah. some a slight break. They yeah. um, they're playing playing without a lot of guys they didn't have last season, so mm-hmm. um, yeah. a lot of guys moved on. So that's just the way it goes, um, for sure. Um, but you know, you gotta you gotta re regroup and. Uh, and just keep just keep uh, rolling, and Matt Painter's a good coach, and he'll th- figure it out. But um, it's hard to beat a yeah. team when they shoot, they make thirteen threes in a game. So yeah, it is, and obviously, uh, yeah, the Big Ten's going to be out there. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be teams that you know who are who are going to be you know competitive in the Big Ten. I mean, Wisconsin's different from last year. Iowa looks different from last year, you know. And then Nebraska, you know, they're always going to be a tough out. And obviously Michigan State and all that. But I, I just feel like the way Michigan's playing right now, the Big Ten goes through Michigan. Like, I feel like. I agree, too. It, and it should as well as the way they're, they're playing right now. I think the only thing Michigan is, might just hurt them sometimes is their free throw shooting. And tonight didn't, didn't hurt them all. They shot 84% from, from the line, 11 for 13. So, but that's been the thing was that hurt them last year, and, and uh, they yeah. sh- they kind of struggled against South Carolina and free throw shooting. So, um, uh, yeah, they, it never really didn't hurt them. But I'm just saying, like, no, um, no, and you leave points on the board when, yeah, can't can't uh, can't leave points on the board. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, it didn't hurt them, like you said. You know, um, you know, they had a big enough lead, but you know. That, that's all going to change, you know, once you get into conference play and obviously the championship bracket and obviously the, you know, March Madness, you know. Um, I just think this team really, they don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a team in the country that they would play early um, on that could like just give them fits or like, you know, make them think about things twice or um, match up with them really well. Um, to, to give them trouble in the in the NCAA tournament, well, but we'll see. But I know last year their, their free throw shooting, um, yeah, it was around like 69 percent, maybe seventy percent. That's not too great as a team. And I know some games they were just they were struggling, and um, obviously it wasn't didn't really matter. They ran into a greater Villanova team in the championship game, so it never really hurt them. But it could have, it really could have, um, in close games. So, um, I mean, you had Jordan Poole hit a game winner in Houston, so it's <laughs> there, there's your free yeah, throws. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. That's that's where the free throws came in play. You know, Jordan Jordan Poole throwing them out with that three, and then obviously, you know, they just ran through Texas A&M. <clears throat> now, do you so. think? Do you think that? Um, you think John Beeline? wins the national championship before Jim Harbaugh does? Oh, that's a good question. I've been seeing that on Twitter and all that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a valid question uh, to ask. It's a... Hey, no, it's very valid. Uh, I do believe so, yes. I do believe so. I do believe so. Um, I think, you know, Michigan, you know, obviously, since Beeline's been there, you know, he's changed that program around. Uh, you know, he's been to two national championships, you know. Technically, they should have beat Louisville, Louisville in 2013. 
that would have been a national championship for Michigan. But um, I do believe so. Uh, within the next uh, couple of years, you know, I do believe Michigan will win a championship. Well, beelines there before a hardball. Um, different game. I agree. I agree. I'll say I agree. Yeah. And I just asked that question. But um, the first time since 2012-2013 season that Michigan basketball started off the season 7-0. and Last time that happened in 2012-2013, they went to the national championship game against Louisville. This team started off 8-0. I think that team against 2012-2013, yeah, true. The 2012-2013 team... <laughs> um, I, know, I think they ended up starting off like I think 14 hours something like that before they lost but uh, so I guess, I guess that's a good stat to throw out there but um, football and basketball are so different I, I feel like um, especially college, college football if you don't pay kids in college football you will not right. win you will not be elite I'm not making that as an excuse or anything like that but right. if you do not you do not have the standards um, if you have lower standards than other schools like let's compare Michigan and Alabama for a second Alabama does not have the standards in academics wise that Michigan does for stuff no. so I mean for and most kids that go to Alabama most of those kids are football is coming first I mean let's yeah. be honest let's yep. be real so yep. Michigan is Michigan's kids that go to Michigan are asked to do both and I mean, it's just the way it is. And um, kids, they probably they pay kids in SEC and around the country, and obviously probably pays their kids too. And the level of talent is, is just different, and it's it's hard to it's very hard to get those to win a national championship. And um, and one thing I hate is the SEC bias. Like they, tonight they were calling the, the uh, Kentucky transfer Charles Matthews. He's been a transfer for oh, he's. They only say Kentucky transfer if it's, if it's from SEC. Like, if it was, that's the only reason why they say it. It's annoying, first off. It is. Um, it is. They have an SEC bias, and that that, that shows right there. Because he, he's played at Michigan for two years. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. he's, not an SEC, and, he's not a Kentucky transfer anymore. No, he, he's a Michigan guy now, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I hate, I hate that bias, too. Like I, But I totally agree with you, you know. You know, once once athletes come to Michigan, you know Michigan, you know, you know, thrives off that student athlete first. You're a student first. You know, that's that's the thing Harbaugh is putting in the program. I'm, I'm sure Beeline's done the same thing. You know, since he's been the coach of the basketball co- uh, team, you know, you know, uh, get, you know, do your work in school. You know, be a student first and then be an athlete. Yeah, it's been like that at Michigan for I mean years. I don't really. I haven't really mm-hmm. ever changed their changed their academic style, and it's it's not going to change until Michigan. No. Unless Michigan is going to become an elite team, they'll have to start paying kids and and doing all things like that and and, and lowering their standards, which is not going to happen. I don't think they're going to. No. Oh no, they're not going to just. And it, so if, if you're as a, as a Michigan fan, you're fine winning you know, 10, 11 games in a season and possibly going to Big Ten championship game. Um, or possible playoff every you know four or five years, then okay, then be satisfied with that. If not, then I mean right. that's just the way it is. I mean, 
Yeah. Start paying kids. Start, start paying kids money and, and uh, come to play for Michigan and then you'll start winning cha- national championships. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, That's my take on it. But um, John B. Lane is uh, a clean program, so I don't, we're not going to see yeah. any of that. And... Right. And even, you know, obviously, you know, in the offseason, you know, uh, the NCAA was, you know, investigating these schools and all that. And Michigan was a, Michigan was one of the schools that they popped up. And I, I was like, I, I'm not going to worry about it, you know, because, you know, B-Lines ran a clean, clean state there and all that. So there's nothing to worry about. Michigan State popped up too as well. But I, I don't know if there would be any guys that played for Michigan that would warrant, like, hey, John Beeline needs to pay you to come play for him. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe if they would have landed landed Brian Bowen, then I would have been scared. But, um, well, yeah, but and it ended up happening. So, um, great win for Michigan tonight, though. Um, they helped Purdue to fifty-seven points. Mm-hmm. So, um, great, great defensive um, effort from Michigan. Not like it's unexpected. We we knew that they play great defense. So right. Um, they're up against Northwestern next. Be yeah, at Northwestern next. You know when that game is, Tyler? When is that game? Do you know when that game is? I forgot. Uh, let's see here. I believe it's next Wednesday. I think it's, I think it's like Wednesday or something. I was just looking at it too. So I was seeing uh, Michigan's upcoming schedule, see who they. Uh, I know they play Northwestern uh, next. I don't know what, what day it is. Yeah, they got North. They got. Uh, it's Tuesday, eight o'clock. Tuesday. Tuesday, eight o'clock. All right. Okay, then that that, uh, that makes sense. That that make, that uh that, that sounds about right. When I was reading that, so um, yep, they'll be playing Northwestern at Northwestern. So. Mm-hmm. First road game in the Big Ten play going oh, against yeah. Northwest, Northwestern. Um, we'll, we'll 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 see what that game brings because I know it's gonna be a tough test playing on the road at Northwestern. So um, yeah, it is. Whether it's not, it's not football, but still <laughs> <laughs> not football, but it's still tough. You know, I was in the Big Ten. Uh, you know. Uh, I think Nebraska, I think they, had, they opened up against Nebraska last year on the road or something like that, and they got demolished. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No team, in the, no team in the Big Ten, you know, is going to be an easy out. No, I don't think Michigan's going to go undefeated in the Big Ten play, but I don't Mm, I could either. say they lose maybe three games maybe in the Big Ten. I think they might split with Michigan State. They may, they may split against Ohio State. I think they play them twice. And then um, maybe they drop one to Indiana or something. That I don't know. But um, okay. it would be uh, it'd be amazing I, for them to go undefeated in the Big Ten play. I know. It would be, it would be hard. I mean, they got Michigan State towards the end of February and March. So, uh, that's going to be a big part uh, going into the Big Ten, you know, tournament. And then, you know, Wisconsin's different, like I said, from last year. So, you know, obviously, if they play at Wisconsin, you know, Cole Center's always a tough venue to play at. So, 
Yeah, they're just rolling right now, so we'll see how long it mm-hmm. continues for, for this team. And um, we'll see. I, they're on their best start um, the season since 2012, 2013, though. So keep it rolling, keep it going, and I think they'll be fine. But um, now we jump back over to stop talking about basketball for a second and uh, we'll be on our next episode. We'll pick that back up. But um, we'll also talk football. And we'll talk football on probably um, probably our next episode as well because Michigan will be uh, I guess they'll know their fate as it comes to bowl season. Tomorrow. They'll know their, yep. Tomorrow on Sunday they know their noon. At noon they or know their destination for what bowl they're going to tomorrow so mm-hmm. but um we talk about a little bit of recruiting um top on purpose back here eric gray he committed from mm-hmm. the university of michigan and it was not a big shot no. because he had expect he was expected for some time to be committed he was had been wavering and from his commitment yeah. no big deal um no. I say that I say no big deal because they have Jack, Zach Charbonnet, but it would have been great if um, Eric Gray would have um, been able to come play for Michigan because he, yeah. yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, no, I mean, I knew it was coming at some point. I know we talked about it in our past episodes. Uh, you know, he was waffering back and forth, and once I seen it, I, I was like. Uh, no, no big surprise. I mean, they got, like you say, they got Charbonnet coming in next year. They got Jalen Jackson. You know, they can use him back there if they needed him. And obviously, you know, we're, uh, you know, we still have Evans, True Wilson, you know, Turner, and all of them. So, but it would have been nice to have Eric Green, Charbonnet back there. But I just, I just feel like Michigan is going to be fine at the running back position if they utilize him right. <laughs> Right, that's the correct correct uh, way to say that. Very correct way to say that. Utilizing a player well, because mm-hmm. just because you have a player doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Um, so yeah, they're great to be committed from Michigan. I probably would venture to say you'll probably land up at Tennessee or Old Miss, one of the two. Probably Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee looks like they're surging. I don't know. Not to say that it's, you know I'm not you know it's fine we can go wherever he wants to go and he, he probably oh, yeah. is feeling like he can excel at Tennessee and probably play it right away but Tennessee's they're not looking great right now and um, they end up Tennessee ended up landing Harrison Bailey which uh, another commit that I thought Michigan was going to land land and they they didn't and um, but I don't think that's Michigan's problem with quarterback position because they need um, guys on the other side of the ball and, um, and other skill positions. Uh, but Oh, yeah, definitely. They need speed. That's what they need. Yeah. This quarterback room is kind of tight, and if Shea Patterson comes back, like I, I expect him to come back, I don't think he should leave. Um, I don't think that don't, there's any other way that he should leave. I don't think so either. Unless I mean, he's don't think he's ready. I, I don't think he's ready. I mean, but, you know, I'm not an NFL expert or anything. So, you know, I'm not going to stand here and, you know, give numbers and all that grades and all that. But I would love – I'm with you. I don't think he's ready. Um, I would love to have Shea come back next year. 
and hopefully they incorporate more of Shea's abilities and the playmakers that Michigan has into a new offense. They just need to let Shea run wild, just run the way he does. But I understand why maybe Jim Harbaugh did that a little bit because he wanted things done his way, A, and two, Jay Patterson made a lot of mistakes out while he was at Ole Miss. When he was at Ole Miss, he he kind of just run roughshod over everything, and he um, would make mistakes often sometimes. And um, yeah. that's because that offense was a little bit different at Ole Miss. And um, Harbaugh's yeah. offense here was a little bit of an Ole Miss kind of stuff. And then his his, his uh, pro style offense here at Michigan, so yeah. a little bit of both. So it was hard for, for Shea Patterson to get out of Jim Harbaugh's grasp of what he wanted him to stay in. He wanted him to stay just doing this, and we'll incorporate some other things too as well, but we're not going to completely stray away from what's done in the past. And that's why I've seen Shea line up on a shotgun and, and things of that nature and, and et cetera. Because Shea Patterson didn't really line up at under center at Ole Miss too much. I mean, shotgun. You know, pistol and yeah, stuff like that. Pistol, shotgun. I mean, that's basically the whole SEC for you. I mean, even the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, so he wasn't used to it. Yeah, and even, you know, some Big Ten teams are doing it. Right. I mean, I mean we've seen it in the years past. We've seen it over the years. I mean, yeah. You know, when yeah. Ohio State had Troy Smith and things of that nature, and, uh, you know, they bragged yeah. and guys like that. But um, when you have running quarterbacks, you kind of kind of hard to put them under center and make them say hey we're going to run a pro style offense you just you stay under center and it's it's difficult so that's why Shea Patterson was was here he was in the middle of things he was in the middle middle of the things and then really where he needed to be was elevated up higher and he he didn't get to that point he didn't get to that and I understand for a little bit, but I think for Michigan had to succeed, like to play really, really well next year. Um, I mean, when I say really, really well, they for them to their offense to take another step forward, they need to yeah. let Shea Patterson kind of go more, and they need to open the the, the playbook and. Um, I think a lot of people don't really want to talk about talk about Michigan football right now. They're kind of they're kind of still salty about how everything happened. And I mean, yeah, they are the way it is. I mean, even I am. It is the way it is. I mean, t- like you said, tomorrow we'll find out where they'll go. If they go to the Rose Bowl or the Peach Bowl or Fiesta Bowl or whatever. Um, I, I've been seeing people. You know, it's possible. You know, Michigan gets matched up against Ohio State again if they lose. To Northwestern. Yes, yes, I don't want to yeah. see that. I don't want to see that either. I mean, maybe we'll maybe Jim Harbaugh can maybe Jim Harbaugh get another opportunity to beat, beat Ohio State and then they'll beat him and then he'll be like, oh, <laughs> uh, everything is everything's fine. <laughs> right, but I was but I wasn't for the trip to the Big Ten championship. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I just have I just I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing that being possible. I just think Northwestern. There's no, it's probably gonna be no match. I mean, if I say that, they're probably gonna win. But I just think Ohio State's gonna win tonight. <laughs> but we'll see where Michigan goes. Um, I like probably the Peach like or Peach or Fiesta. 
Yeah. I was seeing, I mean, I was seeing a bunch of predictions. And, like, one of them, they had uh, Michigan against Florida and the Fiesta. Uh, I would hate to play again. <laughs> I know. Some of them had him against Central Florida. I was like, oh, shit, that's going to be a good game, maybe. Why would it be a good game? Mackenzie, Mackenzie Milton's not going to play. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, that's true. But we'll see. But oh. I know tomorrow. I just don't want them to play Florida again because it's kind of getting a little bit ridiculous. Like, I would... I would a Jim, best a best, Jim McElwain best. reunion. Oh, yeah, that's true. Jim McElwain can give all, give, give us all their all their plays. Um, right, exactly. And then maybe, then maybe he'll then he maybe he'll jump out of a shark coming down. Either that, or he might go to Central Michigan for a job. I don't know. Rumors about. Well, you know, be, you know, be funny if he he he, uh, he did. I know this, this joke's kind of old, but um, it's whatever. Oh, yeah. He just he landed at Central Michigan. He he, he showed up in a shark. <laughs> Like he right. did, he did that. He showed a shove a shark at, shark at Michigan. So I mean, why not do that Central? But um, that'd be weird to see see him there at what's that? I thought I was gonna say, you know, um, he uh, he did help the whiteouts issue for Michigan get separation and all that. Yeah, I'm done talking about talking about it right now. We're not a Michigan <laughs> basketball because we know we know that we know that we're nothing's gonna change there. Jim Harbaugh's too stubborn. No. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, but um, but no. the, the bowl match, the bowl matchups, Michigan best case scenario, I would say is the Rose Bowl. But I thought that if if Oklahoma lost, and Oklahoma won, they that only way that they got the Rose Bowl is if Ohio State made the playoff. And I, I guess I don't see it right now with Oklahoma Oklahoma winning. I don't think Ohio State's going to jump Oklahoma. Well, Alabama's losing right now. So they're down 21 14 and a half. Oh, 28 14. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it even really matters. Though. It doesn't even, no, I don't, I don't think it even matters. Because I think Georgia and Alabama will probably get in the playoff. Because. Well, I mean. Yeah, I goes. see that. I mean, still Clemson still has pick tonight, so we'll see. Uh, you know, Oklahoma well, if Clemson loses. Winning. Clemson loses. So. Then you can see maybe it'd be Alabama number one. Uh, Notre Dame number two, um, Georgia three, Georgia three, and Oklahoma four, and two. I mean, just because the simple fact that it comes and loses, they're not going to stay in. I mean, not this point of the year. They're not, they don't have that. But but I think the biggest X factor is kind of ice factor is uh, how Ohio State plays Northwestern tonight. Like, it's completely blowout, like, domination. I see them getting in. See them getting in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, they get in the playoffs, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan will probably go to the Rose Bowl. And play Washington. I know. Listen, listen. I know I'm instead of not talking about it, but if well, no, I don't. Michigan, if Michigan would to go and play in the Rose Bowl and win eleven games, I'm not saying the season would be a true success, but she have to say that you you, you kind of have to say that that would be a pretty good way to end the end the season and going into 2019. Even though they got blown up by Ohio State, I mean, you take a positive away, yeah, no. take something, take something away. Not you, not you. I'm not yeah. talking to you, Tyler. I'm not talking to you. I'm right. talking to people that are on Twitter. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah, that Ohio State loss, you know, obviously would have been icing on the cake, but the way it happened, you know, it's, you know, people are still salty. I'm still salty. But, you, you know, uh, if Michigan was able to go into the Rose Bowl, be, be a, you know, 11, 11 win Washington team in the Rose Bowl and go 11 and 2, then obviously I feel like. It'll be a good season because you know last year we could have won nine games, nine games, but the way they played in a bowl game, you know they were eight five, um, and I think I was, I don't know, it would have been, I think it'd be their second eleven win season since Hulk was there. Yeah, Hulk did when it. They won the Sugar Bowl. First season, first season he was there, won eleven games. Yeah. So it would be, it would be. Better, it would, it would be kind of sweet, you know, if they did win the Rose Bowl. It'd be their Rose, first Rose Bowl since '97. No, not the first. No, not the first no, Rose Bowl. No. They first Rose Bowl 2007. No, since. Oh, since 2007. They faced USC, I believe, in 2007. I believe. USC. They lost okay. USC yeah, in 2007. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, winning Ohio State would have been ice on the cake, but. I still think eleven and two with a Rose Bowl victory would be a good season coming off the eight and five season. Now you say that. Listen, listen. You say that, and I can see back to my point earlier. If you're satisfied with the eleven, the the ten and eleven win seasons, if you're not satisfied with it, then you want you know bowl win. You want possible playoff and Big Ten championship games, but if that's the way it's going to go. If that's going to be the barometer for each season, then you can't expect things to be any different. If, it, if it's going to happen, Michigan's only had, they only had one 11 one season. Since the year 2000, they had, I think they had, what, they had 10 uh, or seven 10 win seasons or more, and they, um, Jim Harbaugh is a part of three of those. Could be four. Mm-hmm. Oh, not four. Three. He's a part of three of those. <laughs> so, I mean, Michigan fans are just, well, we can't have nice things ever, so. Well, no, and, you know, I, I agree on, you know, some of these Michigan fans, you know, I'm not, I'm with, you know, some of them, including you, you know, Harbaugh's, you know, four years has been there, you know, he hasn't beaten Ohio State, you know, the way he got manhandled against Ohio State and all that, you know, they brought him in for that type, you know, to be that coach, to go into, you know, beat Ohio State, you know, contend for the playoffs, contend for a national championship, you know, go to the Big Ten championship, and all that, and he hasn't delivered yet. Like, it, like we touched on it, you know, one of our episodes, like, this was one of his best teams, and he, he came close, but the way they got manhandled against Ohio State, you know, then obviously, you know, everyone's calling for, you know, Harbaugh to be fired, and all this, you know, just ragging on the team, the way they played against Ohio State and Harbaugh and all this. But, you know, but if you, for Michigan, you know, like you said, you know, having all these 10-win seasons, 11-win seasons, you know, that's, I still think that's, you know, a good season for a Michigan team, especially in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, a Rose Bowl victory. A, that's what I'm saying, though. It's a good, it's a good season. It's a... And it's, that's where Michigan fans are probably expecting where things to go. And like I said, 
there's not many. There's not, there's only one elite team in the Big Ten. It's in Ohio State, and they play in the playoffs and they go to Big Ten championships game every year. They're like, and that's just the way it is for now, and we'll see if it changes. Um, last time a Big Ten team went to the college football playoff and got just humiliated was Michigan State in 2015 against Alabama, and that's like that's why <laughs> they're not a, not elite. So um, no. Well, we'll see what Michigan's uh, fate has for them tomorrow uh, at noon. See where they play. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Peace Bowl or, or Fiesta um, is my opinion. That's my my uh, my prediction is where I think they'll, they'll mm-hmm. probably land. Um, I think a bit best case scenario for Rose Bowl, but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens tomorrow at, yep. at, at noon I'll, I'll be watching uh we'll see where they land i'll be watching as well yep we'll see where whoever lands and there's still some games being played tonight ohio state plays at eight o'clock against northwestern um alabama's still playing georgia alabama's down to georgia right now that's what i was seeing so yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see um alabama Alabama knows they don't have to beat Georgia to go to the college football playoff. But wouldn't it be crazy if they lost this game and they got left out? Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be crazy? But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But if it did, America would win. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. But but the whole SEC bias will always ride. So, um, Split some but that's good. Right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're kind of out of time here tonight for our episode. We'll, we'll see you guys here soon. We're going to we're gonna recap um, Michigan's game against, against Northwestern. Um, I feel like it's harder to do previews and recaps for, for basketball, but um, to start out, we're going to just be recapping games. Uh, we may we'll probably work our way into uh, preview and re, re, preview and recapping games here soon, um, but things are just really busy with us right now. So we'll try to get and preview and recap games. But for now, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to start we're just gonna do recap games because um, football season you can easy for you to do that. It's easier for you to um, yeah you know preview and recap a game when you only do one game a week. When Michigan could play two or three times a week or something. So. There. Yep. So that's the way it is. Um, we'll see. Yep, we'll get them. So we'll see you guys next time. Um, Michigan defeats Purdue 74 57. As it always, go blue. Go blue.